What a glorious Christmas we had at Willow Park Church. Glorious in the sense that we pulled it off. It wasn't the kind of Christmas that we've been used to. We had four services, driving services. Ah, oh, it was wonderful to see people, to wave at people, to hear their honking horns and their flashing lights. It was brilliant. And also, if you joined us on Christmas Eve online, it was great to see our friends from Searchlight Theatre Company that were performing. It was a real, real pleasure and real, really blessed by it. But I am now, it's, it's December 27th. We are right in between Christmas and New Year. And we want to take a time, I want to take a time to share a short message with you. Uh, after we've had worship. And also we're going to hear from uh, the Crandalls. The Crandalls, of course, are missionaries supported by Willow Park Church. They will be traveling to Tanzania uh, in, uh, well, actually at the end of December. They'll be traveling around the 29th for five weeks to uh, prepare the way for the time when they move out to Tanzania on a full-time basis coming uh, around the end of June. So uh, we've got that interview for you. But as we begin our service, let me thank you for joining us, for those online and on Facebook Live from all around the world that have made contact with us and join us for our time together. I'm delighted that um, in the middle of this Christmas period, you've taken time to log on and to join us right now. Father, thank you. What a blessing it is to know your presence and to know your Holy Spirit. And Father, how good it is that we have celebrated Christmas. We've reached into our community and Lord, we have taken the time, Lord, to honour you and to worship you. And what is very restricting and difficult circumstances, we thank you that the light of Christ still shines in our lives. We are so blessed and so grateful. So as we worship now, be with us and may your spirit come in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Willow Park Church. Willow Park Church online for wherever you are. We are here to lead you into a place of worship, a space of worship. So set aside this time now as we press in and by way of preparing ourselves, I'm going to uh, meditate on Psalm 148, which praises the Lord. It goes, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For at his command... They were created, and he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures on all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth. And all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and women, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. 
His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. Praise the Lord. Let angels prostrate fall Bring forth the royal diadem And crown him Lord of all Bring forth the royal diadem And crown him Every kindred, every tribe on this terrestrial ball To Him all majesty ascribe and crown Him Lord of all To Him all majesty ascribe and crown Him sacred throne we at his feet may fall we'll join the everlasting song and crown him
God, that is, I just want to sing that every day, every morning I wake, would you be magnified in me? Would I reflect who you are, Jesus, as we've gone through a crazy, crazy 2020 year? Just so much unexpected, God, we look forward into this new year. necessarily mean that we're going to step in January 1st, everything's going to be easy. There's going to be a crazy amount of challenges, God, and, and when we wake up in the morning and we sing and pray, God, would you be magnified in us? Would we live each day as if it's our last, God, that, that you are tomorrow, that you have our worries for tomorrow, because you are tomorrow. Understanding, but in, in everything that we do to acknowledge you and that you are good, that you be magnified in it all. We love you, Jesus. I just thank you that we can continue to worship you. Yeah, what the enemy means for evil, we turn it to good. Yeah, you are good. We love you. Hello, Willow Park Church. Uh, I'm really happy to be here with uh, Christy and Stacey Crandall. For some of you, you will know that they are our church missionaries. And they've heard the call and taken up the challenge to move to Africa, to be in the country of Tanzania, and to minister in the city of Mwanza on the, uh, the lake shores of Lake Victoria. It's absolutely uh, a beautiful spot. And yet it has so many very clear needs. And Stacey and Christy are going to develop the ministry there. Already the ministry is well developed, but there is a process of transition taking place between the founder and the future. And Stacey and Christy are part of that transition as they step into this to help set up new systems, develop the future ministry for the board and to minister the power of Christ and the gospel into that part of Tanzania. So if you don't know them, you're getting to know them now. And for many of you, how long have you been at Willow Park Church? <laughs> Thanks, Pastor Phil. We've been attending Willow Park Church for uh, 18 years now. 18 years. That's amazing. That's that's so good. And you felt the call. I know just a bit of potted history. You um, you spent a number of years with YWAM, uh, went as leaders and you did the DTS. Then you went on to go and do missions in, in South Africa and also in Asia. And that's where God started to form your heart towards missions. But in recent year, you've experienced the call to go to Tanzania. And we are excited that you're our missionaries at Willow Park Church. So we'll have a look at some photographs so people get an idea. Uh, Stacey, these are a group of lads. Tell us about Living Waters and, 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 and what goes on there. So uh, this picture has me out in front of one of the pods uh, where the boys are living. Uh, we, we've got 38 children 
in care there in the orphanage, and we're just hanging out uh, for this day. Um, Living Waters has a primary school with about 400 students, and they've got a secondary school with uh, just over 100 students. So there's a lot going on at Living Waters. Wow, I know, and I've been there many times, and um, I was actually there when uh, the, the vision was birthed uh, well over 25 years ago, and at that point, uh, you know, never would have realized that it would have grown into such an amazing ministry. Uh, what was your first impressions when you went to, um, to Living Waters? Oh, it's, it's amazing. My first impressions were, I was just amazed with what's going on. Here we are with, uh, or I am with the twins. They're our youngest in care. And this was last year. They were four years of age. Mm. And, and of course, they're in the, um, in the accommodation that's on site, in the houses. And uh, they're being looked after. How old are the twins there? They're in this photo, they're yeah. four, four years of age, and they are attending the school as well, and they're in care at the children's home. Wow, that's fantastic. And, and of course, uh, here's a, a little snapshot of the, uh, of the class. 400 uh, children in the elementary school. So that must be quite a noise when you go there and there. Lots of lively activity. This is a fun, lively class they sang to us, and of course, we're excited for... Um, getting in the photo, and it was fun. I mean, obviously, they've captured your heart. The cause captured your heart. Tell us a little bit about that, what the Lord's been doing in your heart for Tanzania and, and Mwanza. Oh, the Lord's just really laid in our hearts a, a love for the, the children and a desire to just fan the flame to see what God has for them and have them be all that God's called them to be. Um, and just inspire in them a love of God's word and to know the identity that they have as his child. Mm. Um, it's, it's lively, it's fun. There's just a real presence of the Lord on site. And we're excited to, to be a part of that. So you've got 500 children that you can disciple in the gospel and in Christ and share the love of Jesus with mm -hmm. openly and enthusiastically. There's no restrictions. You can go and, um, and really share the love. How do you feel about that, Stacey? What's your... Yeah, it's an incredible opportunity, really, to disciple these, these kids and even some of the staff. Mm -hmm. And we really feel a privilege to be coming in and joining Carolyn and learning from her mm -hmm. because, of course, she'll be discipling us into this role it's, uh, it's really something God's been working on our heart to learn about the culture, learn the language, and understand uh, Tanzanians. Mm -hmm. That's right. um, Carolyn is the founder of Living Waters. She's uh, established the ministry over 25 years ago, and she's in her 80s now. And we're just so delighted to be able to be part of um, picking up the torch and learning from her. Uh, she's just a, an amazing woman who loves the Lord and has such tenacity and strength and um, is really inspiring. That's fantastic. Now you're going to be living there. Yes. And uh, yes, you're right. Uh, Carolyn is an inspiring person. She's, um, uh, she didn't like an age ever mentioned, but um, I can say that she's, uh, she's 83 years old. She started the mission in her early 60s and uh, devoted herself to this call and to this mission. Now, what are we looking at here? This is the house that's being built on site, the staff housing where Stacey and I will live. Um, it's a project that's been coming together these last number of weeks, and we're very excited to be seeing its development when we get there next week. 
Wow. So that's where you can be living. <laughs> yes. So, um, and of course, that's part of the hill. And on the hill, there are halls and different uh, children's homes. Mm-hmm. And then you walk down the hill and there's the elementary school. And then to the right, there's the secondary school that was built in the last few years. So it's quite a, um, quite a sight. And as you look out, you can see uh, Lake Victoria. And you're not too far away from where... Uh, Stanley and the great explorers and went and discovered the source of the Nile uh, a bit farther up. So it's it's right in the heart of Africa, right in the heart of um, of kind of uh, that that wonderful region that is, uh, you know, so desperately needs the ongoing goodness of of the gospel. So um, so you are going there, which is why we're kind of um, with you. You're going there. When are you leaving? This is. Uh, in a few days' time. December 29th, we leave, and we'll be there for five weeks this time, and coming back early February. And uh, and then when will you move there full-time? Our plan to move there full-time will be late June, um, and then the house will be living in there uh, at that time. Wow. Wow. So, yes, late June, you hope to move. Of course, you were aiming to be there in this last year, but because of COVID, because of all the restrictions, you've been traveling a little bit, uh, going to Europe, and now you're going to Africa. <clears throat> and in January, what will you be doing and the kind of activities you'll be involved in? Uh, the first thing we're going to do is take part of the school registration. So mm-hmm. it takes about nine days to register almost 600 students. Wow. It's all done manually, so there's a lot of paperwork to go through. And it's uh, it's an opportunity for us to get a, a really good grasp mm-hmm. on this uh, system because it's the second time we're going to be doing it. We're also going to be working with getting some finishing done on the house, mm-hmm. the indoor plumbing and, and those sorts of things. And we'll continue to build relationships with the staff and with Carolyn and with the children. Wow. So that we, we want to pray for you. We want to pray that God blesses you, that he's with you. And uh, as you no doubt start to furnish this, and uh, I know that we've, uh, we've built this through donations, both uh, here in Canada, in the United Kingdom and in Germany. Living Waters has a lot of friends around the world. A lot of people have been involved in connecting with the ministry. And uh, it just shows the generosity. It's, a, uh, it's a, a lovely house, but it will be a place where you'll be able to minister that life-changing message that you've been talking about and, um, and have been sharing with the uh, children and with the staff. There's something like 52 staff that are involved in the ministry. So you've got a, a lot of learning, a lot of mentorship with Carolyn. And, and quite the journey happening in the, in the years to come. It's amazing, uh, the challenge that you've uh, undertaken and, and willingness. And that was the most important thing for us on the Living Waters Board was your call. Uh, we didn't mind when you arrived, but we knew that you had the call of God on your life. And that so excites us and blesses us. Uh, now tell us about this picture because, um, What's going on there? You look like rock stars on, on a TV show. So this is a picture of us at International Christian Fellowship in Karlsruhe, Germany. And the ICF Church there has been a partner with Living Waters for the past several decades. It was a great opportunity for us to share our hearts and our call with the congregation there and meet some of the trustees. 
and build relationships with the administration department that interacts with the uh, the admin department in in uh, Africa on a regular basis. So here we're at the Sunday of Hope, where we could share our hearts, and they also took up uh, uh, some donations for the house, yeah. which was amazing. Yeah. And uh, new sponsorships came in for the kids at the school, so it was, mm-hmm. it was a great opportunity. Well. Well, it's good to know that you've got friends all around the world, whether in Germany, the United Kingdom, Canada, and America, that have really uh, traveled with this, what is a small ministry uh, in in relative terms, but one that has such a heart for caring and loving and ministering. It's fantastic. So uh, you're leaving uh, in a day or so. Oh, there's Carolyn, and there you are, the team, the dream team for the future. And uh, we want to pray that God will, will bless you and be with you. Now, you might be saying, well, how can I get involved? Well, you can connect uh, with Christy and Stacy. Uh, they are supported through Willow Park Church. They are missionaries. You can give towards their support, and that support uh, is through YWAM, and uh, you're able to support the ministry that they're involved in uh, as they will be going out as YWAM missionaries. Uh, But we as a church uh, see them as our missionaries and love it that they're going and excited about that. Also, uh, there may be ways that you want to be involved with the house or uh, we're donating towards the building and the uh, furnishing of the house as you're starting from scratch. There's lots of ways in which people can get involved with you. What is the best way just to email you? Absolutely. Uh, email us uh, would be wonderful and we can direct you to the appropriate people, whether it's at uh, Willow Park here or at YWAM for donations. Mm-hmm. And um, our email address is yes. located on... Well, just email the, ha- uh, the house, email the church, okay? Just uh, and, and it will be forwarded and uh, people can connect with you and do that. So let's pray together. And if you're at home right now, let's just pray that God will completely um, move your heart to intercede for this couple, particularly as they go in January. They fly um, uh, December 29th, I want to say. Yes, you fly December 29th. And so we're going to pray for traveling mercies, for God to protect them, to God will be with them as they land in uh, Dar es Salaam and then make the final leg to uh, Mwanza. Let's pray. Father, right now, we thank you, Lord, for the ministry of this couple. We thank you for their desire to go to Africa and to share the good news. We thank you for their desire to serve this ministry and to help with the transition as the ministry moves forward. We thank you for the 500 children that are impacted by the power of the gospel and their families and their communities beyond that. And I pray, Lord, that as, uh, as the Crandalls travel, they will travel with the anointing and the protection of the Holy Spirit upon them. I pray even as uh, Paul and Barnabas were commissioned to go out, we commission them again in the name of Jesus for this mission's trip and that God, your presence and your power, your favor will rest on them. May every flight fall into place. May every appointment uh, be made that is divinely planned by you, Lord. May you open doors that need to be opened and may you close doors that need to be closed. May you give them favor in 
uh, Mwanza, at Living Waters, with the staff and with the children. And Lord, in that empty shell of a house, we pray that you will fill it, Lord, with all that needs to be done to finish that house off, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we'll be praying for you. We'll keep the people posted on your journey through Facebook and updates as well. And we'll look forward to uh, some more pictures of smiling faces, but of what God's going to do and the way God's going to move. So thank you so much. And thank you, church, for praying for this couple as we move forward. Hello, Willow Park Church. My name is Courtney. Thank you for joining us at Church Online. Here is your family news. On January 10th, we will be starting our 21 Days of Prayer. This is a time for us to individually and as a church seek God intentionally in the new year. We would like to encourage you to start thinking now about three prayer needs you would like to focus on. You can also sign up for our daily prayer devotional emails. We will have more prayer opportunities and resources coming in the new year as well. Learn more at willowparkchurch.com 21 days. As we prepare for 21 days of prayer, we encourage you to join us for a special live stream of our Hearing God course by Pastor Phil on January 4th to 9th. Each session is about 30 minutes and we'll be streaming on Facebook and at Church Online each day at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. This course will explore how God speaks today, why we need to hear God's voice, and ways to listen to God's guidance. Learn more at willowparkchurch.com hearing God. This next piece is for everyone who calls Willow Park Church home. We have been amazed and humbled by how generous you continue to be. We have been able to do some amazing ministry in the last year, so thank you. As we approach the end of 2020, we know many of you want to give. You can give using the Church Center app or online at willowparkchurch.com give. You can also drop your gift into our secure mailbox at the church office. You can do any of these things up to December 31st. Thank you again. We have a new series starting online on Sunday, January 3rd. It is a study of the book of Daniel. As you join us, you will learn about our increasingly post-Christian culture and how to thrive as you follow Jesus in it, not of it. Grab your Bibles and journals and get ready to learn, discuss, and grow as we meet online every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. from Highway 33 and the South. That's all for your family news. Thanks and enjoy your service. Well, isn't that inspiring, the way that the Crandalls are giving themselves and they're moving forward in that way? It was such a blessing to listen to their story and you can contact them and be with them and support them that would be absolutely fantastic and and maybe uh, take some time to pray for them wow it's december 27th december 27th this is often called national youth pastor preaching day why because it's the lowest attended service of the year and i can tell you that here it's the lowest attended service right here uh, it's an empty church. Well, not quite empty. I've got, uh, I've got um, 
Gemma, she's on the camera there, Gemma, and, and I can see her smiling and laughing. Whenever she smiles and laughs, I know that I've been marginally funny. And there's Chris upstairs uh, running all the sound and the audio and the slides. So what a team. And here we are, December the 27th. And I always like at this December 27th to try and preach a inspiring uh, message in the middle between Christmas and New Year to set the tone of what I believe God wants to do and the way that God wants to work. It's fantastic. Really encouraging. But what a year it's been. Uh, what we've aimed to do all the time is just to, um, to keep in step with the city. We've aimed uh, not to break any orders that have been given by our provincial government, but where they've allowed us to do, we have worked hard to do as much as we possibly can. Groups of 50. We just kept having groups of 50. We were getting over 400 people through the buildings in groups of 50 before we've just experienced this last close down, which was uh, really disappointing. But we wanted to connect. We wanted to make it possible that if we could have groups of 50, we wanted groups of 50. We also, of course, did youth and we worked hard at the youth and, and worked towards that and, and pulled that together and saw, amazingly, uh, again, over 370 youth and trained 200 um, leaders. Or I don't know if I just, I think it was more like 100 leaders, but there are 200 leaders. But we trained leaders, we prepared them, we did some exciting things. Our children's team have just kept working and, and sending out those beautiful boxes, 150 of them now I think we're at, somewhere in that region of children that are getting those resources all the time. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your generosity. I want to thank you for the way that you have prayed for our church. I want to thank you for your commitment. I want to thank you for coming to Cars in Carols. We wanted so much to go around with Living Nativity on the move. I was so excited about this. The city was so helpful and giving us permits and we were going to drive into neighbourhoods and sing. It would have been awesome. Loved it. I couldn't wait, but then we couldn't do it. But rather than calling it living nativity, because in no way can we describe what we were doing uh, on the week before Christmas Eve, living nativity, but it was something that was simple, something that was festive, and something that was beautiful. And you came in your cars, you joined in, over a hundred volunteers participated in singing and being involved. I'm so blessed by our church and all that, that God has done. And then Christmas Eve, all those honks, all those lights flashing, four services were put on. Oh, it was fantastic. Our team worked so hard. And it was amazing what was achieved and what took place. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much. Thank you for volunteering. The stockings going out. Thank you for all that you've done. Because as we begin this message, I want to talk about the life of Moses and the journey of the people of Israel. Because I think on December the 27th, we are 
right now on a journey. It's a journey through the wilderness. It's a journey that is changing all the time. It's a journey when we need to stay in step with God and what God is saying to us and the way God is leading us. And really there's a challenge here. Then Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, this is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. I love that. I carried you on eagles' wings. Wouldn't you love to be carried on eagles' wings? Wouldn't you love to be lifted up? It's no wonder Tolkien in The Lord of the Rings, when Frodo was in those moments when there was such a danger and so many problems that the real saviours of the story of The Lord of the Rings was when the eagles appeared. Right at the end. He's in the volcano, floating in lava, dying. He's at his end. There's no hope. And all of a sudden you hear the sound of an eagle and an eagle comes and picks him up. And that's what God did to Israel. Came down and picked it up. And that's what I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to do in each one of our lives. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he wants to come and grab us. He wants to lift us up. He wants to lead us. He wants to take us to those heights. But are we willing to be lifted up by God's presence? Are we willing to be lifted up by the eagles of the Lord? Are we willing for God himself on the eagle's wings and brought you to myself? You see, that is the aim of God always. To bring us to himself. That's what his heart is all about. He wants to bring us to himself. He wants to be with us and lead us. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my commands, then out of all the nations, you will be my treasured possession. Treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. You will be a kingdom of priests. You will be a treasured possession. You will be a holy nation. The words are almost and completely New Testament in their feel. That you are a priesthood of all believers. That you are a holy nation. That you are set apart. And Moses is being told by the Lord. He's been saying, tell my people this. Tell my people that they are a holy nation. Now, you've got a choice in this pandemic and I've got a choice. And I've been thinking about this. We can either choose to have a faith that is like a museum. And a museum is somewhere where you go and see what happened in the ancient history and you see the way that they lived and the way that they acted and you discover, I love museums. 
I love what they show us. I love virtual tours of museums. Just recently, I did a virtual tour of the Jerusalem Museum. I loved it. I was poking around, looking at these things, going around. You can do virtual tours of museums. But I do not want to become a museum piece in my spiritual walk with God. I don't want somebody to look and say, you see this exhibit, number one? This is Pastor Philip Collins. He was an awesome prayer warrior in 1981 to 1989. Then he went on to become an evangelist and later became a pastor. But somewhere around 2020 pandemic, he lost his faith and suddenly we began to wonder what happened to a, a, a extinction that took place amongst pastors and amongst people. And I became a museum relic. No way. But there's a danger for every one of us that we can lose touch with our God and we can become a museum relic. We can also end up on maintenance mode when you just do it because you've always done it. You're maintaining something, but it's not active. It's not mission. It's not moving. It's not ministry. A lot of M's there, I can tell. But we're not moving in that area. And I don't want 2021 as you pray about what God's word is for your life. And I don't know what your word was for 2020. My word was creative. And I tell you, 2020 has been the most creative year where I've had to change and be creative and be different. Also, my other word was contemplative, that I wanted to, to be, be more, more calm and I wanted to meditate on God's word and go deeper and swim deeper into God. But we've all got a challenge. Are we going to be a museum? Or are we going to just be on maintenance mode? until the lights go back on and this pandemic's over and hope that we survive that, or we might end up in a museum, or are we going to be on mission and be on ministry? The choice is yours. You see, there's a cost to pay when you're following what God is doing. And Moses knew about this. Moses knew that there was a cost and that cost was utter and complete devotion to God. The message of Exodus, if you've ever read the book of Exodus and gone through it, you'll know that there's themes. Theme number one, it's about redemption. God redeemed the slaves from Egypt. Theme number two, it's about deliverance. He delivered them from the power of Pharaoh and brought them through the Red Sea and gave them a promise and a promised land. None. The next thing it's about, it's about provision, that God brought provision to the people. But it's also about judgment, judgment on Egypt. Why? Because Egypt and Pharaoh, probably Ramses II, uh, there are two Pharaohs that could have been at the time because it needed a Pharaoh who lived for 40 years. Ramses II is, is what most scholars say, um, saw himself as a mighty God. He was proclaimed, Ramses, that he was the one who created the heavens and the earth. He was God himself. And God judged Egypt because there is no other God apart from Yahweh. So we have faithfulness. We have judgment. We have deliverance. 
We have redemption. We have God's presence. The tabernacle. Where God said, I will come and meet with you and I will come and live with you. What is the point of this message? The point of this message is that we're all on a journey through a wilderness. But are we going to keep in step with God? Are we going to run towards God or are we going to run away from God? What is your decision in 2021? Oh, you've been redeemed through the blood of the Lamb. And as, as, as Israel was redeemed through the blood of the lamb on the post and the angel of death came, it reminds me of John the Baptist who cried, yeah, lo, the, the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, talking about Jesus. We are God's holy people. We are God's holy priests. We are a nation unto him. You are part of God's kingdom. You are part of God's church. Are you willing to pay the cost? Or are you going to become a museum item? Are you willing to pay the cost? And what do I mean by the cost? I mean this. Are you willing to be devoted to the one true God? Are you willing to serve Jesus Christ? With all of your heart. You see, there's a fork in the road at 2021. Are you going to go for God? Or are you going to go another way? There's a fork in the road with all the challenges of pandemic. Are you going to dig deeper with God or are you going to back off? There's a fork in the road in 2021. Are you willing? Are you willing to walk the way? The Israelites were slaves. They had a slave mentality. It was tough for them to break the idea that they weren't just a people who were weak, who didn't have confidence who did not have strength, who had for 400 years had been under slavery. They had to learn again how to be priests. They had to learn what God's destiny was for their lives. And they were a group of people. They didn't even have the Ten Commandments. They didn't have anything to hold on to at that point. But all they had was this invisible one God who was willing to set them free and promise them a future. A ragtag bunch of people. But isn't that the church? Aren't we a strange bunch? You might say, speak for yourself, Phil. Aren't we a strange group? Oh, boy, we are. Boy, we are. But it reminds me of 1 Peter 2.10. Once you were not a people... We weren't a people. We, many of us in the church, we had addiction issues. Many of us came from broken families. Many of us have suffered with depression. Many of us know and have families with alcoholism. Many of us have faced challenges and difficulties with mental health issues. Many of us have had problems financially and trying to get life together but there was a time when we met Jesus Christ and he brought us into a family and he said you are now a priest you are now a treasured possession I've carried you on a wing of eagles and I've lifted you up lifted you up once you were not a people who were you before you met Jesus who was I I was lost in darkness in sin and in pain. I was lost in pain and agony. But Jesus, I was not a, 
I was not a people. I was not part of a nation. I was not part of a family. I hear that some people say they may never go back to church or be involved in church again. And yet for me, I was once not part of a, of a people, not part of church. But now, now, Phil Collins, you are the people of God. And if you're watching online on December the 27th, as you begin 2021, I want to say to you, you now are the people of God. You now have been chosen to go to the mountain. You now have received salvation. You now are loved by God and you have received mercy. You have received God's grace. Where we were condemned, we have been saved. Shouldn't that make you want to live for Jesus completely in 2021, no matter what happens? Aren't you willing, like the people, to travel through the wilderness? And there in the wilderness, God brought provision. He brought manna. There in the wilderness, God brought quail. There in the wilderness, God gave them water. There in the wilderness, God took them through the Red Sea. There in the wilderness, God helped them and forgave them even when they were rebellious and they created a golden calf and they danced around it. You see, like that song of the Bangles in 1981, walk like an Egyptian. Do you remember that? Walk like an Egyptian. And you kind of walk like an Egyptian because that's how Egyptians walk, right? Uh, um, Okay, I can't quite do it, but I remember the song, Walk Like an Egyptian. The problem is, the Israelites found it easy to walk like an Egyptian. But God doesn't want us to walk like an Egyptian. God wants us to be a holy people. He wants us to be a treasured people. He wants us to go to the mountain and to see his presence and to seek his face. And to know his intimacy. And Moses had a challenge. And the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. And have them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day. Because on that day the Lord will come down on Mount Zion. And in the Sinai and in the sight of all the people he'll come down. And when the people saw the thunder and the lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain and the smoke, they trembled with fear and they stayed at a distance and said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen. What an invitation. The invitation was this. Get yourself holy, purify yourself, Wash yourself of your sins. Take three days to do it. Then come to the mountain. And I, the God of heaven and earth, are going to come down. And I am going to be with you. I want to meet with you. I don't just want to meet with Moses. I want to meet with you. You slaves. Those who are children born in Egypt. You who were oppressed. You who were delivered. You who were lost. I rescued you on the wings of eagles. Come on, 
I'm coming down the mountain. What do the Israelites do? Whoa! <laughs> no way. No way. I'm stepping away. Moses, you go forward. Moses, you go. Oh, we don't want to go. Uh, I don't want this. See, I would rather worship God on that mountain from a respectable distance than get to know. I like to be respectable and from a distance. I think that's the saddest thing for a Christian. That when we worship God and we think we've got it all sorted when we want to do it from a respectful distance. Somehow they're like the royal family. Somehow like the crown. And of course, what was shocking about the crown was that all of these inside details came out. Interesting, many of them not true. Some of them are true. And, and people are shocked and asking questions. And it's quite interesting, the meta themes that came out and the, and the, the narratives about, about this. But, but, you know, there's a kind of mystique. I want to serve God like a distant monarch. But God never wanted to be a distant monarch. He wants to be your friend. He wants to come to them myself. I want to come to you myself. And the word for 2021 is this. It's time to be lifted on the eagle's wings. It's time to come to the mountain. And it's time, it's time for you to come and find God yourself. But they were like, no. Moses, you go. You know, there's that moment in the film. Go on, you go. And he went. Speak to us yourself. In other words, we want a mediator. We want a holy man. We want a great evangelist. We want a great prophet. We want a great pastor. We want to find, you know, we want a mediator. I'll keep a religious, nice, respectful distance away, but we really don't, you know, you do it. You do the business and we don't want to stay over here. That's not what's going to get us through 2021. What's going to get us through 2021 is running to the mountain and finding the Lord and being found in his presence. It's not a time to be lukewarm. It's not a time to be shy. It is a time to live completely and utterly for God in 2021. And when the people saw the thunder and lightning, oh, and they heard the trumpet, saw the smoke, God's firework display, they were like, no way. But do not have God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, don't be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. The people remained a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. Seems to me there are two choices here. You have the mountain and God is saying, I want to be personal. I want to be close. But do you remain a distance from God? Or are you willing to walk towards him? Are you willing 
to know that you've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus? Are you willing to know that you've been forgiven? Have you, are, do you know that you can come into the presence of God because God is personable? That's why he built the tabernacle, to give his presence right there. It's personal. He wants to be with us. He wants to dwell with us. He wants to come close to us. He wants us to walk again in the garden. But they were afraid. They just wanted to keep away and keep a distance and keep moving. Because they carried guilt. They were afraid of their sin. They remained a distance. I think this is the saddest, the saddest verses. They remained a distance. 2021, don't remain a distance from God. Don't walk away from his splendour, from his might, from his glory, from his love. Don't remain a distance. Jesus taught us, seek first the kingdom of God. Let me bring it into the New Testament now. Jesus taught us to get a prayer closet. Jesus taught us to go and find a quiet place. Jesus taught us that he would send a comforter to be with us and to teach us and to reveal things to us. That is the presence of the Holy Spirit. Jesus taught us that we can come close, that we can know the intimacy. He taught us that as he died upon the cross, he reached his hands out and he grabbed the hand of God and he grabbed the hand of humanity and he brought mankind and humanity together. He taught us that the Holy Spirit's fire fell on Pentecost and when you were born again, you have the Holy Spirit within you. 2021 is about living for Jesus and paying the cost. 2020 was about wilderness and shock. But let's be not a museum item. Let's not allow ourselves to be on maintenance. Let's go for mission. Let's go for God. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward to what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. God has called us all to press on for the prize. And right now, God has called us heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Oh, it's about faithfulness. It's about belief. It's about heavenwards. That we run the race. We don't give up. We don't give up. And so, this December 27th sermon, I don't know if anybody's even listening it's the, I'm sure you are. There's a few out there. My mum's listening. 
Give your whole life to Jesus now. Give it. You've been rescued from slavery. You've been freed. You've been redeemed. You've been delivered. You have God's presence. He is faithful. He will provide manna. He is with you. But will you dedicate your whole life for Jesus in 2021? If you will, pray right now. Pray right now. Lord Jesus, on 2021, I choose now to allow my whole life to pay the cost and to give my life over to you. May I not keep a respectful distance from you, but I want to run to you. I want to come to you. I want to be purified and I want to be found on the mountaintop. Help me, Lord. I give my life to you now. As I enter 2021, Lord, upwards, upwards towards heaven, upwards towards you. Christ, you taught me how to live a life given over to you. And I choose to follow the way of the cross. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, drop me an email. If God has spoken to you, please, if you're going to run towards, not run away. If you're choosing not to be a museum item, but you're choosing to be on mission. Come on. God wants to use you in 2021. Bless you. And thank you so much. And remember, we've got a few more days before the end of final giving, uh, end of year giving. Pray about how God wants to use you in that way of generosity and that way of, um, of honouring him. And the Lord bless you and we're so grateful. Keep on, keep going for the Lord. 2021, God's with us. Amen.